man. Praise God, it's only 10 after 7, so I got a little time. I just need that 30-year-old body now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Text Brother Odom. Just checked on him this week. So he's going. You, those you do know he took a church at 74. Said they're doing good. Said it's going well. His wife, Sister Odom, has been uh, had the flu, a little sick. But text back to me and he told me, he said, hey. I said, man. He said, I'm preaching. He said, I'm preaching like a 25-year-old. And then he put it outside of it. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, God's blessing them, doing a good job. They're running about 35, so let's pray for them. God would bless them and do a great work there. And all our local churches, uh, let's don't let them slip through our minds or times of prayer. Brother Spears, amen. Let's continue to pray for him. He's really been on my mind the last few weeks. I don't text and call all these guys a lot, but amen. Uh, let's lift him up in prayer and ask God to help him and strengthen him and bless his church. He's in a pretty tough territory from what I understand. Fights a lot of spirits and battles of things of that nature. But we need to pray for all of our neighboring pastors and churches and the kingdom of God across the world. Our foreign missionary workers and different ones and to carry this gospel to lost in a dying world. Man, there's only one gospel that's been given to us. Amen. There's only one. Man, I thank God for it tonight, the good tidings. I want to preach a little thought tonight. I really don't know just how it's going to unfold. Amen. In this place tonight. But... Uh, I want to talk about dominion. Dominion. Uh, it's kind of been on my mind. and uh, You know, dominion has been given to us as mankind. And I want to talk about that a little bit. But the enemy has done his best to take dominion. Take dominion over our lives, over our hearts, our families, our nation, our world. But we're promised by the Lord that he'll help us. And he demonstrated that unto us. So I'm going to talk about some areas and just use to start with, amen, some things from Genesis and places like that. It talks about dominion. Man, dominion simply means to control or to rule or to be responsible. If you look it up, amen, to be responsible. And so it's what we allow to take dominion in our own personal lives. What we allow to take dominion in our minds. Our hearts, our spirit, what we allow to control or rule. And the end results will be the responsibility, amen, of what's the final actions of what controlled or ruled in our lives, what we've given ourselves into, what we yielded ourselves to. We're instructed out of the Word of God as Christians and called out and elected people. If you call yourself a Christian, a Christian is being somebody that's Christ like. That's what it means. That means walking in the Spirit and the example of our Lord and following the doctrines of the apostles and what they had written and left unto us. And so the responsibility falls upon us. The Scripture many times, especially in Revelation, the seven churches, that He that's got an ear to let Him hear. God help us in this end time to have an ear. Have an ear of understanding what the Scriptures and what the Spirit is saying unto us. As individuals, but yet collectively. Because all of us is impacting somebody, influencing somebody, helping somebody along this journey. And so what we allow to take dominion into our spirits and our hearts and lives, that's what's going to be the outcome. What we yield to humble ourselves to, 
I had a gentleman this week at the hardware store mention to me. He said he had a brother. Hey Amen. I won't mention his name. You'd know him. I won't mention his name. But uh, uh, he had a brother had a heart attack. And, and he survived the heart attack, but yet he wasn't changing his ways. He was continuing on and practicing things that he really shouldn't be. Amen. To keep from having another. And he simply told his, his, his brother, he said, man, I can't do that. And, but his brother told him, he said, I've done it. He said, I, I, I was able to do it. But anyway, he wasn't eating right and things of this nature. He just still wanted to eat them little Debbies. You know, he's kind of like Mark told me one time. He said, little Debbies, the only lady that's never left him. Always stayed around. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh, I heard you know, a while back and seen a little something that called it wasn't little Debbie, it's big Debbie. They had some out big Debbie. <laughs> Amen. So if you eat enough of them little Debbies, you'll have a big Debbie. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's a goal. That's what I'm reaching for. Amen. Hallelujah. So what you eat's what you become. That's what they tell us. I remember one time and it was I hadn't just been pastoring a few days and actually out of the shipyard and and Aubrey Dewitt had a heart attack. And I'll mention his name. He don't mind. He's dead and gone. But anyway, I remember going over to the hospital and seeing him. And his wife was there and talked to him a little while. And she's the one that spoke up and said, well, said he just eats any old way and eats any old thing. Said, you know, it's not going to be any different as long as he keeps doing that. And, and how true that is. So it's what we allow to dominate in our hearts, in our spirit, in our lives. It's what we give our subject to, prong to. Uh, that's the reason we, you and I have got to be careful. We don't know this flesh. We really don't know our heart. It's wicked and vile above all things. And so that's the reason we got to have God's help and, and God's hand upon us to help mold us and shape us. And everybody's being shaped. Everybody's being formed. The spirit of iniquity is running rapid and being fed and increasing. Amen. Because even David helps us to understand that he was shaped by iniquity and he needed some help. Amen. To overcome the power and the influence. Hey, I honestly believe amen if you read the life of David in that situation and I've told others and it really I don't maybe have a whole lot of Bible to back it up but it's almost like and you know the story of David going out on the balcony amen after evening now when he should have been out at war amen just being in the wrong place at the wrong time viewing some things he shouldn't have been viewing and then that led amen to a place and relationship that shouldn't have took place but you know then it led from that amen that he calls her husband in and has her and him murdered and what they leads to another and we see things that happen and takes place there because what happened he, he gives himself over to that spirit of iniquity and lust lust amen you you and I we, we, you can't play with lust hallelujah James said that we can be drawn away by our own lust it's what we give ourselves unto it and to the power and the influence of it so if you'll let me for a little while tonight I want to preach I'm going to use my text tonight out of Psalms the 8th chapter you don't even have to stand amen I know you've been up a while so just 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 bear with me a few minutes. I won't try to be lengthy. But yet, I'd like to really get something across to us tonight. Each one of us, I include it. Amen. I want to take out have a real good check on my spirit. A real good check on my life and what I'm giving myself to and what I ought to be giving myself to. What spirits, what voices. Amen. That's ruling in my life. That's trying to take dominion in my life to try to dictate or rule or control. And you know what? Everybody say what they want to. Everybody's under some dictatorship of some form and fashion <laughs> believe that or not you could say no I'm not well see there you've been rebellious right there <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just <laughs> so praise God but Psalms the 8th chapter oh, I want to use a little something here 
Amen. For the Lord Himself and His creation and, and plus what He began to give mankind. And, and we know, we know that when you actually look at these particular verses in Psalms 8, and, and let me say this about Psalms, and I keep taking my glasses off because they keep fogging up. And, uh, amen. But anyway... Psalms was written in, 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 in the New Testament. Even the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Much of Psalms was brought out. There's so much in the book of Psalms. So much prophecy and things of this nature. So much can be learned from the book of Psalms. If you'll read it, you'll be shocked how much is really written in. And how much revelation and insight. Amen. The man called David had. Amen. Even though he didn't write all the Psalms. He wrote a good portion of them, we believe. As you watch them unfold. But here in Psalms 8, and I'll just try to read it without them. Thou madest, the sixth verse says this, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. He is actually prophesying and talking about the Messiah. Here. Amen. And so we know that even Jesus taught us. He told us, he instructed the believers and those that follow after him that, you know, that he's overcome the world. And because he's overcome the world, amen, you and I, amen, could overcome the world. So we have a positive uh, influence there from the Lord himself that we don't have to get caught up in this world. We don't have to get caught up in the spirits of this world. Amen. And caught up with the things that goes on around us. You know, that's the reason we preach some things of separation not to go to certain areas and certain places and getting involved it's really not the event itself but it's everything by association and that's involved in it amen that causes that to happen I remember on election day and sister Mel and brother Brennan remember this and brother Chris amen we pulled up our vote and well I'm telling on y'all tonight ain't I? God bless you it's good though hallelujah amen so we pulled up our night they was already there talking I walk up to the truck and looked over the truck you know and there's a, a rifle sitting in the truck and a big old spotlight and Mr. Keith sitting right beside. I said, hmm, look at him, the president of the club. My goodness. Amen. And so you know where it went from there. And I told him, we'll tell it how it sounds best. Y'all don't worry. And we'll take it from here. And you know, in just a few minutes, I, I, I man, I would have took $20 for it. Here comes Sister Mail up there. Hey, and immediately she looks over in that truck. She said, hmm, what is that? And y'all been hunting in our field. Oh, so it just went real good. Praise God, didn't it, Brother Chris? Not really. It did too, didn't it? It sure did. Amen. So what did we tell? Mr. Keith said, oh, no, it's his truck. It's his gun. It's his. And first thing out of Sister Mail's mouth was, by association. You're going to the same jailhouse. You're going to the same prison by association. So you know some things that you get caught up in or lured in. Hallelujah. That can be individuals or events. But because of the association, amen, it began to, amen, to begin to try to dominate and control you. If you don't think I'm not telling you the truth, just look around sometimes, amen, the way people dress, the way people conduct themselves and handle themselves. And then look around, amen, at some of what they call heroes in their life and see who this following. Didn't want to look like them, dress like them. What happened? They allowed that same spirit and desire and passion, trend, amen, to get a hold of them. And so I just want to preach on that just a little bit here tonight. Amen. Dominion. Because you know why? I believe God wants us to have dominion. I believe God wants us, amen, to understand that the power cannot, I mean, the devil cannot just push us around. How many of you are going to stay up tonight and keep a check on where the virus is at tonight? Where it's going? 
I noticed on my phone, and I don't get very much of that, but I noticed before I came in here on my phone, and it's been up there for two or three hours, something about the path of it across the United States. I didn't even bother to, I ain't worried about the path of it. It's not coming here. Well, it might. Well, it, it's not because I said it was. See, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to start speaking against it. You're coming to the wrong door here, buddy. You're knocking on the wrong door. You're not going to take dominion over my heart. You're not going to take dominion over my family. And I may preach on some things and touch some objects here tonight. Hallelujah. That may be a little, you know, a little uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, amen, even if this good old United States would have held on to some good old traditions and it woke up about 50 years of some things that was being popped into our houses. Hallelujah. We could have stopped some dominion of destroying some homes back about 50 years ago. Come on, I'll preach to you. Because I'm telling you, the devil's slipping in every way he can because he wants to take dominion and he's willing to do it amen one family at a time one individual at a time one episode after another amen he'll take it one each at a time that's just the way he'll do it but guess what God's not just sitting back he's not just standing back hallelujah if you're hungry and thirsting after rights and lift up your voice I'm telling you there's a brand new dominion that can captivate your mind there's a brand new dominion that can captivate your heart amen there's a brand new dominion that can captivate your passions and affections. Amen. To live for God and to live holy and to live righteously. I know we're living in a world today that, that, that really don't want to. So I'm going to do my best here just to touch on some of this. So as, as we watch some of these scriptures, I'm going to take you all the way back to Genesis Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after the likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the, all, the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. We have dominion. Praise God. You know, you know there's some creatures, I just don't let them hang around my house. There's some ants right now. I blowed them away yesterday. But I noticed they built back today. But by time tomorrow, sometimes we're going to put something on them that they won't be able to come back. I got dominion over them. They're building their house in the wrong place. Brother Nathan showed me a picture, sent me a picture the other day. A man of a, chick, a snake in the shed. And I asked him, did you kill it? He said, I got my 357. I said, shoot it. As long as you don't make a hole in the building. <laughs> He didn't shoot it. Amen. But far as I'm concerned, and he tried to tell me he was a rat snake and he eats rats and all that. We got rat poison. For rats, we don't need snakes. Hallelujah. That's just the way I look at it. Because now every time I go in that shed, I open a door and I do this. If you've seen all the snake sheds, you'd do the same thing too. Brother J.J. got some of that junk out of sent me another picture. The snake shed, and I'm not exaggerating, it was about that long. So we don't be bop up in that shed. Brother Barry's going to get some out of here a while back. And I knew how the shed was, and he was going to have to do it in the dark. So I went out the day before and got the thing out for him. And he said, man, he said, man, I just thought I was going to crawl in that thing. I said, no, at least I've done it in the daylight. You can see the, the snakes and the spiders and all that good stuff. Hey, man, but you know what? They'll take dominion if you'll let them. They'll take over your house if you'll let them. If you open up your doors and just leave them open, the snakes will crawl in. Won't they do that? 
<laughs> I got some witnesses back there when they was rebuilding their house. They killed two or three out of it before they got all the doors back up. Before they got all the windows back up. Amen. You know what? Hallelujah. That, watch this. A promise was given to Abraham. Amen. It took his people to have possession of the gates of the enemy. Woo! Praise God. I'm telling you, you and I got a right by the blood of the Lamb and the authority that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. To shut the gates of hell. Hallelujah. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We have the authority the power by the word of God and the altar of the Holy Ghost to shut the gates of hell out of our lives. We're determined not to let it take dominion and rule and reign in our affairs. It's up to you and I though. We got to purpose that. We got to put that in our spirit. Put that in our hearts. Amen. That we're not going to give ourselves over to unwholesome and unrighteous and ungodly things. We have the right, amen, to give ourselves and to pursue that. And so I got some scriptures to back some of this up as we begin to work through it. Genesis 9, 1 and 5, this is a time after Noah, after the flood, he comes off of that ark. Again, he gives man, amen, dominion over the animals, even to the point of eating it. He says, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the field, upon every fowl of the air, Upon all that that move upon the earth, upon all the fish, or the fishes of the sea, and to your hand are they delivered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, that's what you should have screamed out to that old cow. I got dominion over you, cow. <laughs> I was out there, the Chris. I'd have brought me a rope tonight. <laughs> I love you, man. Hallelujah. We're gonna have fun. I'm tired of these folks sitting around looking at me. We're gonna have fun at church. I love these guys, man. It's some of the best young people in the face of the earth. I want them full of the Holy Ghost and living for God and enjoying life. Hallelujah. We don't want them out on the dance floors of the world. We don't want them going to the honky tonks. We want them to live for God. We don't want them to know anything about drinking and all that other mess. We want them to know what it is to love God and worship and have dominion in their lives. You never know, man. Might have caught that thing, son, in Jesus' name. Flip that old cow. Flip her on her back. How you like that, old mama? Woo, praise God. Pie and prayer. Asking you shall receive. Maybe we ought to try it sometimes. Of course, the Lord might have said, hey, you may not want to do that. I wish you got a video. This is how rednecks do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did we get the cow back? We ain't got to get back yet. May not get her back. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm just catching my breath. Y'all don't mind? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. If I've been sitting like coming up. <laughs> I love you. You know I love you. Hallelujah. Praise God, let me get on with this before I get too far away. They fix and get on me now here. Okay, and so here we watch it, amen. Every morning the thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even the green herbs and given to thee. He says, I'm going to give you dominion over them, control over them, that you can slew and eat and things of this nature. Now let me, let me help us out there a little bit. Proverbs also tells, tells us that you can judge a man how he treats his animals. 
So that don't give us the license to just mistreat them and handle them any old way. You know, you don't take your, your cats and go out there and bury them in a hole and run over the mower machine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll give anybody. Man, I feel good at this house tonight. I feel some glad glads coming in this place. Hey, we need it. We need a good dose of glad glads. All these people that's down and depressed and done, I'm telling you what. Come to the house of God. You'll find a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And Paul put it this way. I say rejoice and I say rejoice again. Woo! Praise God. So, so again, you're going to notice even Nebuchadnezzar. As God moves, and, and I know I jumped way out there here, but to Nebuchadnezzar, he was called as a ruler. And, and, but when you go to Jeremiah 27 and 6, he made this statement to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. He, and, and you know what? The Lord called him his servant at this particular place and time. And he says, And the beast of the field shall have, I have given also to serve him. He had gave him such influence and power and ability as the king of Babylon. If you remember Isaiah and I was going through that, how he brought that out and how that even Isaiah, amen, and Jeremiah was the one that told him, said, hey, you're going to Babylon. You're better off. Amen. It's a done deal. You're better off to go. Go and plant. Build your uh, homes and enjoy it because you're going. Like it or not, you're going. And they'd have these false prophets and I'm going to talk about one in just a few minutes. Amen. Trying to tell them they wasn't going, lying to the people. Amen. But here, amen, Jeremiah was letting them know what kind of dominion, what kind of power that the Lord had gave to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, even over his own people because of their stiff-neckedness and their sinfulness. Amen. He gave this power to him. And so even right down to the animal kingdom, it was given to Nebuchadnezzar dominion over them. And so we have dominion. We have power. Amen. To overcome things and be victorious. And you can, you can go to James. You can go to the New Testament. James' writings there, he's talking about the tongue. And he, he likens the tongue, amen, that's, it's untamed. He's talking about man's tongue. But he, he says that man, man has tamed every tongue of the wild beast. He names the fish and the fowls of the air and things of this nature. And he talks how man has tamed all of them. And so we, we understand that, that, that there's dominion that is given to us. And so I'm just trying to basically here for just a few minutes, uh, lay down a sure foundation that dominion has been given to mankind upon this earth. If you listen to the devil, if you listen to certain individuals and people, they're trying to tell you that you don't have any rights, that you don't have no dominion. Hallelujah. You just got to accept what comes down the pipe. You just got to walk like everybody else and things of this nature. But I'm here to tell you, say, man, God's put a dominion in us in his kingdom. Amen. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost and put an option in us, amen, from the Holy Ghost that we can live a life, amen, and have a greater dominion that lives on the inside of us, that are govern us, that are aid us, that are come to our comfort and help us along this journey to live a life that can glorify and magnify his name. Now again, I'm going to take you back to Daniel, the second chapter of Daniel. We won't go through the first. We know the, the Babylonian, how they was carried in there. I won't take time to go through all of that, but I want to carry you to the second chapter. Here's where Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Beginning of that chapter, amen, he had a dream, but yet it was taken from him. The Lord had took it from him. The Lord had gave it to him, and then the Lord took it from him that he couldn't recall it. He couldn't remember how it went. And so, you know, he's going to call in his big shots. He's going to call in the magicians. He's going to call in the sorcerers. He's going to call in, amen, the magicians, amen, to, to, to tell him about the dream. And so when they show up and he begins to tell them, and they say, well, tell us about the dream. What did you dream? He said, I don't remember. I can't recall it. 
He said, this is part of the deal here. You're going to have to tell me what I dream and then give me the interpretation of that dream. Man, they deal with him a little bit, talk to him a little bit, trying to spare some time. And he even picks up on it and finally come to conclusion. Said, hey, boys, if you don't come up, amen, with interpret the dream and the interpretation. Said, all of you cats are fixing to die. Man, the pressure got on quick. Amen. Well, word got to Daniel. And so anyway, we see here where Daniel was moved upon. Thank God for some one God individuals. Hello, some Hebrew boys. Amen. That God knew how to place in certain places at certain times. Amen. To bring about his will and let the rest of the world know that God's still in control. Amen. He can give devils a lot of things, but he can take it from them. Amen. And they call on a one God Hebrew boy amen to come step in on the scene to save the day and so sure enough Daniel was and so Daniel amen receives the interpretation the dream and the interpretation if you go back the dream amen dealt with the season or this particular dream amen dealt amen with the image I mean do you know about the image and you've probably seen it in revelations you've probably seen it in prophecy amen the image amen that's made out of the brass and gold and, and silver and iron and clay and you've seen that image and so he had a dream of that image which represented kingdoms and their times and things and so Daniel interprets this and gives this unto him. Amen. So we understand dominion. Hallelujah. How it comes and how it plays in our lives. And how it would take place in our own hearts and minds. How God can use us. Amen. And so here we understand and realize how that God used Daniel here. And I got a purpose of that in just a few minutes as we keep moving on here. You're going to see amen how that God can work. God can work through his people as individuals and yet collectively as a church. As we learn how to submit and humble ourselves. Amen. Because watch this when you go to the New Testament. Jesus Jesus Christ is all power in heaven and earth has been given to him. Amen. The writer several times in his writings in the Apostle Paul's writings talks about amen Jesus Christ and even in Psalms it talks about Jesus Christ and it talks about making his enemy at his footstool. Now we know the word of God's taught us amen that the heavens amen is his throne but the earth is his footstool talking about God. But here amen we understand about the one called Jesus Christ amen that you and I are the body of Christ amen. He seeks to promise that he would put everything under his feet. That's the reason when you go to Genesis 3 and 15 and you first read about the seed of the woman, amen, and the promise that's given there and the first curse against Satan himself, the old slew foot, the animal, if you please, that they should have had dominion over and they shouldn't have been listening to and Eve was beguiled by, amen. She should have took dominion and said, oh no, hallelujah, I'm not going to listen to that. It's entertaining me to get to look at things and I know you beguiled me and you're tricking me, amen, to see the devil works the same way what's a good lureman fishman does he got he got a tackle box somebody talking just this week they weren't fishing for bass they fishing for cat fishing uh, they'd never use gold fishing this other guy used gold fishing man he loaded up just on call it what kind of bait you using what they interested in biting how they interested in luring you and that's what the devil does if he can't get you one way, he's going to try something else. And so that's what you and I've got to watch. As we live in this life of what we're going to let rule and reign in our hearts, our lives, and in our souls. Because I'm telling you, it's a serious time that we're living in today. The Bible said in the end time, there's going to be a falling away. In the end time, there's going to be a shakening that's going to take place. And everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken in this end time. 
If you can be deceived when the disciples ask Jesus about his coming, he, the first thing out of his mouth to those disciples, he said, let no man deceive you. And so the only way that you and I can keep from being deceived, amen, it's got to be amen, that we won't let nothing take dominion over the word of God and the heart of God in our lives. The word of God rules above everything else. We got a purpose in our minds and hearts and spirits that let God be truth and every man a liar. If it's not found in the book, I don't have to do it. But if it's in the book, amen, then I'm responsible, amen, to obey it and take care of it and, and take heed to it. Hallelujah. What if Adam really had kept the garden? What if he would? No, we know all that had to unfold, but I'm just giving you some examples here because watch this, men. Hallelujah. The priest of our own households. We're the responsibility, amen, for our own households. What if we'd all really rise up in our own households and begin to examine the things around and say, you know what? Some of these things need to go. Or maybe we need to make some adjustments. Hallelujah. This shouldn't happen or that shouldn't happen. Or maybe we need to take some time out and say, come on, baby. We got to pray. We got to talk to God. We got to get hold of the master. Amen. And take that old couch and make an altar out of it. Hallelujah. Because why? I want to drive out some things that's trying to make its way. But I'm going to tell you something. Our world has done its best and rob us of prayer. It started with the house. Amen. It started, amen, the private times. If I could keep you occupied and busy, listen to radios and other technological things, amen, or just keep you busy. Hallelujah. So you don't have time, amen, to pray. But it didn't stop there, amen. When he finally reached the place and he robbed us out of the personal times and out of our homes, he didn't stop at that. He started working on public places. Hallelujah. Try to rob us of prayer. And you know what? Amen. Without prayer, no prayer, there's no power. A man that prays little has little power. But a man that prays and sincere and honest in his prayers, I'm telling you what, there's a dominion that are set up in his soul and set up in his spirit. There's a recognition, amen, an eyesight. You'll be elevated up, amen, and be able to see through the darkness and see through the camouflage of the enemy and the enemy that's working behind the scenes and bringing about what he desires and what his passions are. That's what you and I've got to do. It takes things to have this dominion to hold on to it. It takes prayer and supplication and intercessory. I could take you back. And here, here's, what's this? I talked about David a little bit. Watch some of the writings of David. Watch what he says in Psalms 19 and 13. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. That means arrogant, proud, defiant. Knowing it, but just doing it anyway. God keep me. God keep me. Let them not have dominion over me. If we're not careful we're living in a nation today as let's see and have dominion. If you're not careful you're living in a world today that when it comes to business matters any old way you go. Any old way you do. That's the reason the world is confused, amen, with religion. Because sometimes the religious people, when they walk out, on the, out in the workplaces and places like that, they act and do and just like them. I'm not trying to kill the service. I'm just telling you where we're at. I'm just telling you what's trying to take dominion over us. And so that puts the job on you and I. As vessels of God that sold out that believes. Amen. And living this righteous and godly life in this present world. By the grace of God. By the grace of God.
You see, if we don't live this and we don't give ourselves to it, then we're subject. And I'm going to go there, Romans, the sixth chapter, to help us really understand what I'm talking about tonight. He goes from that in the 14th verse. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It makes a difference what you dwell on. It makes a difference what you allow in your heart and out of your heart. It really does. It's not necessarily what you eat. It's what Jesus said. But it's out of the abundance of the heart. It's what the mouth speaketh. <laughs> so we're seeing here that David's already trying to help us. Already trying to get us to understand. You can go to the time of his repentance. The 51st chapter of Psalms. And we talked about repentance this morning. So I won't go into that again tonight. But you can see there what he talks about. Creating me a right spirit. Amen. Talks about for their own in these chapters here how that God desires truth to be in the endowed parts of these old vessels. To take dominion, to rule, and to reign. Let me tell you something. I mentioned a few things about the end time. There's another place the scripture talks about in the end time. There won't be a shortage of preaching, but there'll be a shortage of knowledge of what the book really says. There may be more preaching than there's ever been. With technology in different forms and means and ways. But what about the true knowledge of the word? We're begotten by the word. We're kept by the word. We're going to be judged by the word of God. <clears throat> so now, if you'll let me, I want to take it, amen, to Romans, the sixth chapter. And time won't allow me to cover all of this. But you can back up just a few verses to the fifth chapter. And you see, therefore... By one man centered in, entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death, a man, is passed upon all men, for that we have all have sinned. There's no doubt we can see with all sin we come short of the glory of God. But as you read on, you're going to begin to pick up, and it begins to talk about, amen, the first Adam talks about Moses and Adam's and transgressions and defenses and things of this nature. But it brings us down finally to the sixth chapter, and that's what I want to talk about for just a few minutes here tonight. If you don't mind, again, we're not trying to, I'm just trying to help us out. Okay, I'm just trying to help us out. Sixth chapter picks up in Romans 6. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know we not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, we preached and talked just a little bit about that, baptized into Christ, both with water and spirit, were baptized into His death. <laughs> that means dying. was baptized into it. Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in what? Newness of life. Another place the scripture says, amen, we begin to hate the things we once loved and love the things that we once hated. 
Boy, there's a different dominion that took a hold of our hearts, took a hold of our spirit. That's the reason the glory cloud and the presence of God could move in this house tonight. Because he knows that he's among a group of people here tonight. We want to be saved. We want to finish the journey. We want to live a life that would glorify and magnify and exalt his name. We want his dominion to rule and reign in our affairs. We want his dominion to rule and reign in our every conversation. Hallelujah. We're not in the business, amen, to, to carry on colorful jokes and things of that nature. We're not in the business, amen, to telling, telling fairy tales. We're not in the business exaggerating the things of that nature. No, no. Hallelujah. I mentioned it this morning. Hallelujah. When we first got the Holy Ghost, how sensitive we really was. Amen. Not to offend God. Not to cross up with the Lord. But sometimes with life and the pitfalls of life and dealing with circumstances and situations, sometimes we have a tendency to become hard and callous. Amen. Stony places get hold of. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, the enemy began to try to take back what he lost you try to take dominion you try to take control he'll try to rule he won't ever give up it'll be a fight until the day we leave here against sin against the power and the forces of darkness I'd love to be able to tell you well you're arriving to the day no not as long as you live in this body amen it's going to be subject and pronged a man to be tempted and tried. A man. That's what makes the journey sometimes a little scary. It's not in God. It's in us. I'm the word I'm worried about. Me coming up short. Me becoming foolish. A man becoming frustrated. It happened to Moses. It cost him the promised land. Because the people frustrate him. And even though God had told him to speak to that rock the second time and not to smote it, he disobeyed. And that disobedience cost him the promised land. God took him and let him look at it, observe it. But he didn't get to enter it. He didn't get to participate of it. Amen. Because of one incident that cost him. This journey is a lot more than what people think. And that's the reason once we're given the dominion of God. That's the reason the Bible's told us greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But as we yield and humble ourselves, the next few chapters, if you'll go home and read Romans 6 and 7 and 8, I'm telling you, they'll help us so much. Amen. To who we're going to follow, what we're going to yield and give ourselves into. If you'll just take a moment, watch this. I will drop down. Said, Let not sin therefore reign in your Mortal body. It means to rule. To dominate. Control. You can't, you can't let it. You can't let it be the master. It's getting quiet now, ain't it? Oh my. It shouldn't. Everybody in here ought to say, you know what? The wages of sin is what? So there ought to be something inside of us saying, God, I don't want to sin. I don't want to transgress. Lord, if you'll open my eyes and my ears and help me, Lord. That's the reason His mercy is fresh every day with us. His compassion is loving for us. But we got a hunger for it. we got a thirst for it. we got to reach for it. So watch this. And I'm just going to take a few scriptures here and move on. Writer says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that he should obey in the lust thereof. 
Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yet yield yourself unto God. It's what we yield ourselves to. It's who and what we give ourselves to. Can't serve two masters. Sweet and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. You see, it all ties together, doesn't it? All starts coming together. And I know we're living in a world today, and, well, yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from what? Alive from the dead. We've died to sin. We just kind of like the dog. It made me sick. You got to get to the place, say, man, this world makes you sick. I've been praying for it, but it makes some sick. <laughs> Go out and taste it and get involved in it a little bit. I pray it makes them sick. I pray they don't find the enjoyment out there, the pleasure they thought they was going to find. Because it fades in the presence of what we felt here tonight, folks. It really does. The peace, the contentment, the satisfaction. Nothing can satisfy us like God can. Nothing can bring peace into our spirit and our lives like the Lord. As much as they may enjoy out there in that old world, whatever it might be. It's nothing like knowing when you lay your head in the pillar, I'm all right with my maker. And even what makes it better than that is being all right with your fellow man, your brothers and sisters, to the best of your ability, and according to the power that worketh within us. Amen. According to the power that worketh within us. And so that brings us to the question, what's working in us? What power? That's the reason you got to war against unbelief. That's the reason you got a war against false doctrine and false teaching. That's the reason you got to make a stand, amen, when you obtain the revelation of this gospel and truth and experience it for yourself. You've got to take dominion with that. You've got to make a stand with that. You've got to have it purpose in your own heart, mind, and spirit. That's the reason Jesus taught us that you've got to love him more than you love your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters, your sons and your daughters. He even spoke to the point that to hate them. Wow. What's he telling us? Our love and passion for him and our love for them, it must fade when it comes for our love for him and our love for truth. Here's the reason why. Truth sometimes. He, again, Jesus taught us. He said, I've come to cause division even in the home sometime. This truth will cause it. <laughs> because truth takes dominion over everything else, over ever the passion, ever desire, all the other love. You've got to love this truth. Hey, if we're going to be saved, if we're going to finish the journey, this is the menu that's got to rule in our hearts. It's not an easy thing. And I'm going to tell you something that hadn't got easier as the days go by because there's so much confusion now across our lands. So many different doctrines and ideas and opinions. It's across our land. I could take you to a place, amen, with Paul's writings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move some places. I could have took you back to Jeremiah, took you to Deuteronomy and Nehemiah. Nehemiah talks about it here. Amen. Whenever they're making the covenant back, when you go to Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, the last three verses of that ninth chapter, amen, as he recurses and talks about the things, and they done talked about the blessings of God, the favor of God, and how God had blessed them, and through all the covenants and different <clears throat> things of this nature. 
And they're coming back and they're making their way back for out of Babylonian here. Amen. And they had to do some separation, separation from families and wives and things of this nature because it was ungodly and wasn't of God. And these things had to happen. And then the latter part of that, uh, let me read, read that, that little verse right there to you. The latter part of Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, 37th verse says, and it it yielded much increase to the kings. He's talking about the fields and that, that the servants and what they'd been doing and planting. How it yielded unto them. And, and he talks about how it blessed the kings unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Now watch this. They have dominion over our bodies. Over our cattle. At their pleasure. And we are in great distress. Tell you something, my heart goes out to, I've talked to them, I try to work with them. Well, my heart goes out to people, and I know some people say, well, they ought to. But when people get so addicted to drugs, and I mean when they get so deep, it's not just drugs now, it's a spiritual thing and so much other. And they won't out. But now he has dominion. Now it has a chokehold. Now it has such a grip on them. Such, such and roots is so down into their system. It's into their minds. It's into their makeup. I've made mention of this, but I'll never forget. We went to see Brother Spears. We took up the pews down there to his church, and he was telling us, he said, hey, his daughter and son, son-in-law, had, had took a course from Brother Wilson University, the church there, because they're dealing with so many people that they're dealing with, with drugs and coming out of these homes and lifestyles. And, and so they wanted a little more insight of, of how to do and how to handle it. Because they had some situations where some was, they was in one, one, one week and then, man, they fall off. and just. But anyway, the study, too, he said, to our amazement, said the study. He said, those that's addicted to drugs. He said, it takes five years of not using drugs. Before that mind ever gets to the place that he won't pull for him, that he won't reach for him. He said, That's the reason that even in five years, he said, and I've heard, I've heard the stories where they, they was, I can't understand it, man. They went, they went, they went six months, they went a year, they went a year and a half, and we used the term, and they fell off the wagon. Because it took dominion in their lives. Took dominion in their hearts and their spirit. And he constantly pulled at them. I've had them sit across from me. Look at me in my face. Tears running down theirs. Said, I'm telling you, Brother Moore. He said, if they're in the automobile, if they've ever tasted them, if they've ever been involved in them. He said, they might can ride with them one night. He said, but I'm telling you, by the second night, he said, they didn't, they ain't, they're not man enough or woman enough. They'll take them. He said, they're just that powerful to draw us. Hey, we're in a different world tonight than we was 50 years ago. We're fighting different forces and powers. And so whenever that statement's made, greater see that's in us. You better make sure that's what's happening. <laughs> Amen. The dominion of God. You watch this. That's the reason Paul, whenever he was, went to Mars Hill, Amen. After being driven out of two previous places in the 17th chapter of the book of Acts, he went to Mars Hill. And there, on Mars Hill, it was there, amen, that they had given themselves over, amen, to every doctrine. 
to every so-called God, even to the point that even had an altar unto the unknown God. They didn't want to miss anything. They was open to whatever. But from that viewpoint and from that area, Paul begins to, because the spirit had stirred. He even tells them, he said, you're, you're too superstitious. He said, you're too superstitious upon Mars Hill. A kill that was elevated, a place that they gathered. And that's all they'd done both day and night. Amen. To hear and tell of new doctrines. But then he began to preach unto them. And instruct them and guide them. And told them of the God. He said, let me preach unto you in this unknown God. A God that has no need of a man's hands. He don't have no need of a temple or a sanctuary. Amen. A God that created the heavens and the earth. A God, amen, that can move in this place and help us. And he, he, he faced, amen, all the doctrines. Hell, because the main two doctrines was there was one, amen, the, the Stoics, amen, was a doctrine that, that was sober, amen, and they didn't, they didn't have no emotions, and but he, everything was just, you know, and the other one was right, the opposite, amen, hallelujah, they, they enjoyed pleasures and enjoy fun things, and, and no matter what cost, amen, they was willing to go to that extreme, to, and so now here comes Paul in to preach unto them none other but Jesus Christ. And watch this. You read the latter part of that chapter. He preaches unto them Jesus Christ and his resurrection. And the Bible says that some mock, but others, others, amen. They said, hey, we want to hear you again about this matter. So let me ask you tonight, the singers are coming, musicians. Let me ask you tonight, what about this God? Has he took dominion in your life? Does he rule and reign and control in your heart tonight? Have you, have, you, have you yielded and given yourself unto him? The writer makes it plain to what we yield ourselves to. That's who's, who's, who's our master. That's who, that's who we, we're giving ourselves to. We stand in this house tonight. Maybe just a little change of the tempo, but... But it's the truth here tonight. Sin, the spirit of iniquity. And I'm going to study on that. I'm going to preach on that sometime. I had several scriptures here tonight. that talks about the spirit of iniquity. Amen. Running rapid. Taking a hold of us. It can blind us. It can deceive us. Bible told us, said, that people that don't know this gospel, they're blinded by the God of this world. They're blinded. They can't see. It takes God. It takes revelation. Amen. To move on our behalf and to take dominion into our hearts and our souls and our lives. <laughs> Not trying to be ugly by no means. And I love this nation. I love it as much as anybody else. I give respect to the flag. And I'll tell you right now, I pray for our military men and women. And man, God be with them. God help them. God protect them. This nation, she's not careful. She's letting the wrong thing take dominion. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. How many of you believed 50, 45, 40 years ago that the Supreme Court, a man, would have to be dealing with the, with the topic of marriage between same sexes? Who'd ever dreamed that he'd even get that far? We're living in a world today. They don't want you to make a stand against that. They don't want you to make a stand against sin and unrighteousness and ungodly living. But I'm going to tell you something. 
It's in the book. It's in the book. I, I can't change it. You don't have the power. I don't have the power. I have the obligation, the responsibility to preach it. I have the responsibility to study, to show ourselves approved in God, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a warning given unto the watchman if he didn't sound the alarm. If he didn't stand up on the wall and sound the alarm when wickedness and evilness and unrighteousness is coming. When I was nudged tonight of warning some here, you can dance your way back out of the influence of the world. You can worship your way back. You can, you can create that joy fresh again in your life. To kill the pull of that old world. The pull of that old sin. That old sin nature. Only God can help us with that. Only the fellowship and companionship with God. Amen. Can help us to live an overcoming life and a victorious life. What about it tonight? What's ruling in our hearts? Oh, I had a few more pages, but I think time. What's taking dominion? God's given us dominion. He's put everything under His feet. What I'm trying to tell you tonight, sin does not have to rule in your life. Unbelief does not have to rule in your life. False doctrine does not have to rule in your life. The powers of darkness doesn't have to rule in your life. He's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Huh. Depression don't have to rule in your life. Confusion don't have to rule in your life. <laughs> no. That's one that's given us dominion in this place tonight called Jesus Christ. And by His touch and walking by His example and by giving ourselves unto Him, we're made the overcomers. We're made victorious. So these altars are open tonight as they come and sing. Maybe somebody would like to come tonight and get the real, real dominion in your life tonight. Some real dominion in your heart and in your spirit tonight. Maybe there's just a little something, amen, that you're working on. That the devil's trying to get a little leverage. Amen. A little, little toehold in you. But you want to get it back tonight. You want to get it back, amen, to the pace, amen, that's right with God. That's right, amen, with your maker. We're your creator. What about it tonight? Why don't we just come and just talk to the Lord and call on Him? Because we need His help, folks. We need the touch of God in our lives, the touch of God in our hearts. God bless you tonight.
together let's sing that together I mean where else are we going to go what are the name are you going to call on what are the name has been given to us Peter and them faced a time in their lives to whom to whom to whom do we go everybody else had forsaken him they was leaving him. but he said hey Peter huh to whom I'm ain't nowhere else to go no one but Jesus let's sing that together tonight unto the Lord tonight. God bless you. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate each and every one of you here tonight to worship the Lord with us.
Praise God. Isn't it a great comfort to know that we know what name and who to call on to, to be a refuge for our soul. A friend that will stick closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Savior, the Bishop of our soul. Again, let me say it's an honor to have each one of you in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Appreciate you coming. Being in this service with us. Hopefully you was encouraged, uplifted. Amen. Lift our hearts and voices unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We must be saved. We must be saved. Hallelujah. We're not like the animals. Amen. Man was made in his image. We have the power to reason. We have the power to think. Amen. And there's a part of us that's going to live out in eternity somewhere. Amen. But God's made a way. Amen. Made a way for us that we can live it with him. Let's do it. God bless you. Amen. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Um, Keisha. All right. Marley. All right. Brianna. Keisha. Marley. Is anyone else? All right. Well, let's sing happy birthday to him. Give them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries. All right. If not, don't forget youth tomorrow about 10 o'clock. If you're going to try to go to the youth camps, you need to be looking, uh, marking the dates. They are going to be separated and uh, two different camps. I really don't know how that's going to unfold, who's going to be involved. Uh, any chaperones that wants to go, please get with us. Let us know. Uh, I don't know how many they're going to accept. He left a little kind of notation in that letter.